Hello, everybody, and good evening. You're listening to At Random with your girl, Lori G, and your new favorite co-host. Everybody say hi. Hi. Just let me say hi. No. Damien will be joining us a little bit later if he can catch on on time. How was everybody's week, uh, weekend? Um, okay. Peaceful. Very peaceful. What did you guys do for the weekend? Went to church. Oh, how was church? How was church? It was very American. What's that mean? Means it was a Memorial Day weekend, and even the pastor and his spouse went camping because it's Memorial Day, which means, I guess, a less, I mean, I guess. I mean, means a tamer weekend than 4th of July. But we learned about the pursuit of happiness. That's a good lesson. And what what is the pursuit of happiness? Well, you know, every single person in the world pursues happiness and pursues a good life. And in the Bible... That means something different than what is taught to us in real life, I guess. In real life, we are taught about the pursuit of happiness and the temporary meanings of it, like possessions and temporary feelings. And then in the Bible, we learn the pursuit of eternal happiness and things that actually last. But, you know, again, you know... It was topical because we were talking about this even before the sermon. And I was talking about this even even before the sermon. And, uh, you know, I guess they didn't teach this in the sermon, but I was speaking about this. And I guess the sermon kind of backed us up. And then in a subtle way is that, you know, the pursuit of happiness doesn't have to always be love or pure love. You know, it can be other things. You know, yeah. love doesn't completely rule us as human beings, even though it's taught to us as human beings from the beginning, you know, with fairy tales and, you know, all the different, like from being babies, we're taught that love is the most important thing. And it's, it, it, it's not. And even in the Bible, it's taught. It's not. We somehow made it that thing. Love is an amazing thing, and it drives amazing things forward, but oh. it's not the most important thing in our lives. Sometimes sometimes important things are our achievements or how we personally Or sometimes it's a self-love story, like the most important story of love is with themselves and that's a beautiful thing for people to and you know it's it's it 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 just basically confirmed things for me like you don't need pure love with another human being to be happy sometimes you can just have pure love with yourself and be happy pure love with the things that you create like for me I would rather be in love with the things that I create 
and the things that I make than be in love with another person in the long run because I think that those things are more important. So, you know, it has different meanings. You know, basically in the Bible, it taught you that love doesn't have any deceit. Does it have you looking for or revenge? That's what love Christians, I guess, mean for some I'm going to say for some because for others it means different things, but we were taught, I guess, in the Bible that love doesn't mean revenge. It doesn't mean self-gratification. Selfish needs. It means things that you enjoy creating. And I can back that even, you know, without looking at a religious aspect, like with God, even with like the movie Mother, God is, isn't portrayed as like, you know, a self, you know, a selfless being. He's, he's, per, he's partitioned as a creationist who has to create, even if some of the things that he creates aren't perfect and i can understand that and that movie mother as disturbing as it was made me relate to god in a better way because i can relate to him in that way so yeah well your mother's looking at me like everybody has 20 heads well, no, I even ha- I, I had this view even like year before last when I watched this movie. And even though it wasn't a Christian I've movie never, and it didn't portray never, God in the perfect light, it helped me relate to him in I've some never, way. I've, sure never seen, uh, I've never seen Mother, so I don't, I don't it's know. It's an excellent movie. Huh? It's an excellent movie that portrays God as what he is. He's a creationist. And that role relates to a lot of humans. Like, it doesn't make sense the things that we create. And some of the things that we create aren't good. But we love to create because of that. That's what that's what's in us. And in the movie, it's not explained because the the, the creationist role that's his role in the movie it's not explained but how do and I can understand that because I love creating things and I love people appreciate you know be it through art or music or like stories or whatever I appreciate what I create or create yeah, and I can relate, and, and and it made me feel like I can relate to God in some way, like being like having to create things because, you know, that's just what you want to do, and it's a beautiful thing. Well, man, it, it is said in 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 the the Bible, the Lord did say, you know, go and multiply and be fruitful, be fruitful. And, and um, that means go and create. Go and make, go and you know, create a whole a whole new world. 
Because that's what he wanted to do. Oh, oh. Yeah, and he and who's to say we don't like I said, who's to say we're the only universe out there? I believe, and I don't care if anybody laughs at me. I believe Star Wars is real, and I believe that there is a galaxy far, far away. Well, well no, and there are Jedi, and I believe. I mean, God, you guys. It wouldn't be a. It wouldn't be Jedi because, according to theorists who actually study this type of thing, other are able to make contact with us we would be too barbaric for them meaning that they in their society and but meaning if you, but you gotta think about this you gotta think about this every movie that somebody has made comes from an idea where do ideas come from how do you get these it's a picture in your mind because in your head it's coming from somewhere you know what i mean so star wars came from somewhere you know talking to going to different planets well, different no, worlds, traveling, all of that yeah but like even like mass theorists who are able to theorize that if we came in contact with aliens they wouldn't dominate us because their species would be too advanced to comprehend violence we would basically come in contact they, they basically said in theory we as a species would come in contact with aliens and be too barbaric for them to comprehend violence that we would beat the crap out of them because violence would be, you know, excremented out of their society years from ours. So we have our bombs, we have our guns and whatnot. And they have their, like, you know, laser beams and their, you know, transcending time. But we would beat the crap out of them because they haven't had to be violent for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, there's no telling if, you know, other races have already made peace and haven't fought for a long time. And we would we would rule them because we're so barbaric and so honestly, I think honestly, I think planet Earth is thousands, thousands, thousands of years behind in technology and knowledge And and society and everything. We're like, we're like, okay, I punch you in the face. Whereas for them, they're like, what's punch you in the face? And so if they came to visit us, we'd be like, oh, I'll punch you in the face. And it's just like, they can't comprehend that. No, I think, I think the other galaxies and the other, because there are multiple galaxies, Mm -hmm. the other galaxies, the other planets. I think it's just like, okay. So if anybody has ever seen uh, Lucifer, there's a part in there where God tries to go and make or both. She makes her own planet, her own galaxy. But in that galaxy, by what you okay? There's a show called because I played the game Lucifer, where I was playing as the Antichrist son, and it kind of made sense. No, no, it's not a game. It's a, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. And I never was about that. Okay. In the TV show, God's wife decides to make her own galaxy, her own her own uh her own world. And 
when her kids go to that world, well, the angels, when the angels go to that world, they see that her world is actually millions of years in the past. Like, it's different. Like, it has, like, not dinosaurs. I forgot what they said they had, like, um... Barbarians, basically. Uh, no, it's the things that have the, it's, um, not a Sasquatch. Um, they have, like, three eyes. Um. That doesn't exist, so just say fantasy. I, I don't know what it's called. I, uh, in my head. never exists for us. It's in my head. But, um, they have, like, three eyes, and there were, uh, something else they said that was flying around. But the universe was completely different from our universe. It was not the same universe. And what I'm saying is that, you know, I believe there are a whole bunch of universes out there that are very different. Are there people, no. are there other that are like... Like the world, not... World, yeah, world. Many times. Well, there's even, there's even, a, there's even an Earth, too. There's 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 another Earth that's similar to yes. ours. You could actually go and create life there. Yeah, the problem, and there's been proven by theorists. If we is, like religion, yeah. we would already be terraformed on Mars, which is a beautiful project, which I will never. Which is sad because I I I support ter- terraform Mars, but. Because Terraform Mars actually shows that proof that we could actually support human life on there and we could have another planet. That idea, well, I would never be able to. Mars, oh. Mars is one of the few, that's what I do some movies about it. I forgot what movie it was where they did a movie about, about them going to Mars. Well, it wasn't Deep Impact. Uh, well, li- life on Mars, but li- Mars. Like, uh-uh, what movie it was. I think it had like I think it had Willis in it. But Mars is another planet where we could go and 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 make a civilized uh, we'll never uh civilization on it. Yeah. Uh, we'll miss, never mission, mission to Mars. That's what it's called. Mission to yeah. Mars. Yeah, we'll never be able to see that ever. We can never ever begin to. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say never ever. I'll probably say in our lifetime. It's not going to happen. I don't know. The Martian. The Martian. The Martian. Uh, Mom's most recent movie is The Martian. They did with Matt Damien going to Mars. But, yeah, but we're never. That's not going to happen in our generation. That's going to happen. No, no, I'm not in our generation. So many in our lifetime, in our generation, our lifetime, we're not going to see people going no. to the second Earth or going to the Mars or anything like that. Before that happen. happens, and no, I've been passionate about terraform Mars. I've always been passionate about it, but the sad thing is, I'm never going to have the hope of ever seeing it because no. I'd be dead long even the project and the thought of that can ever happen because of the technology it takes for that to happen 
because they yeah well we won't it won't it definitely will not happen mom i'm gonna be dead i'm gonna be dead and even if i can be they have to go they have to go there they have to secure the atmosphere. That's going to take court. a while. They have to make sure there's there there it's livable, you know. So there's going to have to be people that have to live there, scientists that have to live there, see if it's inhabitable. Then after that, that we don't know how long that's going to take. And that's going to take a long time. And then if it is a place where it's inhabitable, they're going to have to start doing colonies that live there and and build up from the ground up. And that and and that's taking, just going to take forever, you know, yeah, making a whole other civilization. And it can survive and with then, the sun floating in the universe. Yeah, because and then there's, the then there's no telling. Then there's no telling. There's, it died. Then there's no telling from living on Mars and drinking that water or eating whatever is there, how it's going to interact with your body. It's going to take gonna so long. Yeah, and whatever interacts with your body can influence and even if mars can survive the explosion of our sun which is going to happen i don't care what mom says it's going to happen because it's happened to every single star that's ever existed and we have witnessed stars where they have exploded and destroyed universes so if mars can you know survive the universe exploding then sure our our species can survive on, but if it can't, it, it's dead. That's just what happens. That's just you know the, you know how you know uh before we you, you know how beta juice um, is gonna explode and it's gonna affect us big time. But beta juice is not in our universe, but it is a star and a sun that it exists and it's going to explode soon. You know how the moon got into our atmosphere? The moon was actually an asteroid that was that was plunging to earth and got caught in the earth's uh gravity gravitational pool gravitational pool system and ended up staying yeah that's not gonna survive once our sun explodes a lot of a lot of planets are not going to survive sun isn't at right now but once it reaches that age nothing going to stop it from exploding yeah. Yeah, that's just stars it's just it's just gonna happen no they're not reborn new stars are born in random different places but our stars sun is not going once to be they, reborn. Stars are reborn. Once, once they explode, they're reborn. Now, different stars are born from different chemicals and things like that. But we would not survive as a species, a star being reborn in our atmosphere. It would destroy us, a star being born. Like in the birth stages, like in the newborn stages, our universe, everything, Saturn, Uranus, you know, um, you know, Mars, Pluto, everything is gone once a star is reborn in in our vicinity, because that's how explosive it is. 
And what and the sad thing is is that the the expanse of our universe because it's always expanding. Yeah, our universe is always expanding. It's always making new things and stuff like that. But like I new said, planets, new stars, new once they, once they start once, once they start to go to uh, Mars and to second Earth, it, it's definitely not going to be in our lifetime. No, but it's not. Least, not even close. At least, at least our generations will have a place to go. No, we'll they won't. <laughs> They'll die. Our generation grandchildren are gonna die in like the new stars not if, I guess. Not, not if they're able to transport people to these planets that's not gonna if take us like that's gonna take a advancement in technology for them to be able to call it might it's it going might not. to take it might, it might it might not or we might end up like mass effect <laughs> i don't know if we do then that's gonna be sad but if we do well I mean that even more sad because I already know I'm not going to live to the next colonization or the next well I'm hoping it's like Mass Effect where everybody's colonized and there are aliens and there are ships and stuff like that that's not going to happen in our relationship with Technology, like even humanity knows, we're too far behind. We're too far behind. Because of religion, sadly to say. Like religion. We are, very far, we are very far behind. We are very far behind when it comes to um out Raven. I'm doing a podcast. Out. Go to daddy. Close the door. And that's the sad thing, is that a lot of people and things like that the whole if religion did not exist I don't even doubt that we would be far as religion has held us back honestly I agree religion I agree religion has held us back because if everybody in the world put their resources together do you know what we could fucking accomplish we could be impossible. So much. So much. But everybody, everybody fights over religion. Everybody fights over just stupid shit. Over land, yeah. over. If property. religion did not exist, we would be probably up there. Not up there, but like, because we're pretty dumb as a species in general. But like, we would be up there probably, you know. With the aliens and like religion has held us so far back. Like, even like there's so many jokes. Like, if Christianity or like Catholicism or like you know Roman Catholicism or didn't exist, like we'd be so far. And, and, and it's sad to say, but like the truth is in the pudding. If like religion didn't exist, we would have so many cures for so many things because like even vampirism was like an actual disease that people just put mythological truth to. Yes, yes. I've been telling people this for years. Vampire, vampirism came from a disease. And what happened, it started, I believe it started um, in England. And what happens- It didn't. It started in just basically Europe where people had this hemoglobin disease. People were getting sick. 
and they they and, and and they were getting sick and they were they were well how how the story well how the story i read how it went was that people were getting sick and the virus was causing them to um bite people like act like they had rabies or something right. and they would end up like acting like they're cannibals and how you get the two teeth marks in the neck is that they were um someone got bit in the neck because the the person was acting rapid and that's how they got the whole entire you know bite in the neck and the whole entire oh if you if you see a vampire and they bite you in the neck they're gonna suck your blood and all, all this nonsense and everything like that and somebody took it took that concept fed off of it and made dracula can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. So basically, I learned this about four years ago. Can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. So basically, it started as um, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm gonna botch the pronunciation, which really upsets me because you know a lot of people still suffers from this p- today. But it's basically periphria. Mm-hmm. Which is an inherited blood disorder, which causes the you know the blood to create less heme, which is a component blood and uh, uh, component blood and um, factor in hemoglobin, mm-hmm. and um, it's a protein in blood disorders that like you know carries you know the ox it, it like these these blood disorders. You know, they inhibit the body to carry less oxygen throughout the blood. And basically the symptoms were, you know, you'd get yellow teeth and you get jagged teeth because like, you know, the calcium, everything basically in your blood depleted. Yeah, I was just talking to Washington about that. And like the way to get it. Would it be called if somebody had jagged teeth, if they had like fangs? which isn't like jagged teeth it's just basically like you know basically if somebody had a calcium disorder and their teeth got jagged because of they couldn't create enough calcium so you know a lot of people be like oh oh during with this blood disease and because they couldn't carry you know the things that they needed from one part of their body to the other and so they would get like you know yellow skin they get become jagged they become desperate for blood you know to drink it because that hold on hold on hold on hold on mom has uh information on it hold on hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia is a rare inherited multi-system disorder that belongs to a group of diseases known as ectoderma dysplasias. Ectodermal dysplasias typically affects the hair, teeth, nails, sweat glands, and or skin. Well, that, is, that, that explains why well, they look the way. That's probably it's one of the things small it. and pointed, looking like a plague, uh, peg. Yeah, because the upper lateral in, in, uh, in, um, the upper lateral plays such an important role in the appearance of your smile. This misshapens the tooth and receives a great deal of attention. 
Yeah. But parietia was, and it actually affects people nowadays too. It, it had to do with the contents of the hemoglobin and the fact that your hemoglobin wasn't able to like transfer this amount of nutrients to the other amount of your body. You know, so there were different like blood disorders, like what mom talked about and what I talked about, like what mom talked about. It makes your teeth also turn yellow and sharp because... Yeah. You know, but also what I'm talking about, it it made your teeth turn yellow. And also because you couldn't, like, you know, produce the amount of nutrients that your blood could make. You couldn't be out in the sun. And so people, Mm -hmm. of course, during that time were like vampires. You're gonna be out in the in the sun. To be okay. And these people would approach Hello? Masumi. Masumi. Hold on, everybody. What? Oh, we lost you for a second. So the church was, you know, so the people affected would be like, we have to, you know, approach the church and help us with these mythological vampire, you know, cures and, you know, basically way. And so that's the the idea of you know werewolfism was born such an mythological things. There's a, you can find a lot of disorders that the church was just like okay, well it's magic. They can't you know they're demons of the earth. Why would a why would another human you know the Bible says you can't consume human blood. Why would they have to consume human blood to you can look at cases nowadays. Like, okay, so they have a hemoglobin. They have to consume human blood instead of the sun to be okay. That doesn't mean they're demons or anything. It just is within us. Can you hear me? Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Which frustrates me a lot about like, you know, supernatural things in the church and whatnot, because like they try to give an explanation for everything when they don't have an explanation for everything until now. Which a is lot of things that the, a lot of things that a lot of things that the church called, you know, demons demonic. and, 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 and demonic, really like some weren't. like a lady they just didn't understand what was happening. They just didn't understand what was happening to their people. It's no different from when Christ was uh, speaking and, and the Pharisees were like, well, what he's saying is not true or is demonic or is right. of the devil. Like it, there's a case of something or doesn't align with their religion. They they go immediately to blame it on the like, devil instead of trying to understand what is going on and what and exactly and, and what is being told. Like we have the knowledge, we have the human chemistry. Like there was a case of like that frustrates me so much of the case where like the human plague way after the human plague was like popular and whatnot came to Los Angeles and San Francisco because doctors were too ignorant to explore the possible cases of it. And it was because ships were coming in, you know, and, and, and the rats still carried that case. And they're like, oh, we kill all the rats. We get rid of the problem. Rats are the problem. No, it's the blood that 
the fleas on the rats that they got from humans in the first place, not from rats, but they got from the humans in the first place that carried, like we had a big case of the plague in San Francisco very recently that a lot of people don't know about because a lot of people weren't educated about it. And it's frustrating to know that a lot of people died from the plague in France, in San Francisco, in modern times. I'm not going to say modern times, like with vaccinations and whatnot, but before, like, you know, in the Middle Ages, when the Black Plague was like, you know, whenever the back, the Black Plague was, you know, very popular, thousands of years or hundred hundreds of years before, like after that. It still came to San Francisco and was still prominent because of ignorance of physicians. And a lot of people died and a lot of people had to lose their livelihoods and their lives went to hell. Ignorance. Yeah. I didn't know about the San Francisco thing. Yeah. uh, We had a huge. Maybe I did hear something about that. I don't know. Because we 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 accepted a lot of imports. I think during like either the late eighteen hundreds or the early. I I would have to look it up, but um, I was I was reading about it, but during that time, we had a huge plague issue, and a lot of people don't know about that. A lot of people associate the plague with Europe and and such like that but we had a huge play issue that got isolated in that time because of our ignorance and because of the doctor's ignorance when they examined people on the boats and they're like oh they just died of you know foreign diseases and then like rats got out and a lot of people were like oh kill the rats kill the rats but like it's not the rats fault the rats rats don't carry the plague it's the fleas that have human blood in them that carry the plague and then they bite other humans and infect them. So we're infecting ourselves and people refuse to accept that. And, you know, it's the same with vampirism or or werewolfism. Like a lot of women who had POCS were put in the circus because they would grow hair where they weren't supposed to. Yeah, a lot of women that had PCOS because you would get hair here on your face. It was, a lot of women who had it were heavy set and, and it was just out of control. Exactly. And, and it's they just didn't have medication to, um, to help it. So they, they put them in the circus and they were known as the bearded lady. Um, it's and it had to do with what they were eating, too, because with PCOS, you have to watch what you're eating. And I have PCOS. and I, I, I know They did the not care what they were eating. All the rules with it. And the food. A honestly, lot were women of color. Honestly, the food back then was a lot worse. And I just learned this watching um, a TV show was a lot worse, especially the meat was a lot worse than what it was today. Well, not a, a lot, lot worse, but yes, for women was. of color yes. in yes, the circus, it was. it was a lot worse because they would get scraps of shit. Like, you know. No, like but a lot how, of- food was, how food was processed, what I'm saying, how food was processed back then was a lot worse than what it is today. Right. They didn't care about health regulations or anything. And even women who 
coworkers, like there's women in Africa who have enlarged genitals. Like what I was talking about, I don't know, you know, how long your viewers listen for, but like one of the first episodes I talked about was Shar- Sarjeet Bartman, who had like enlarged genitals. And she was the first um, women from Africa and Europe. And so people didn't care about like her disorder or anything like that. And it's even considered an insult to consider women from South Africa with this disorder. But, you know, they just, they didn't care as long as they got like, you know, and, 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 and it took Manson Mandela in 2003 after she was enslaved before enslavement was illegal to get her back to South Africa with her family, you know, yeah, to consider her a normal person. And it's just, it's sickening to know that anybody with a disorder or anybody with a disorder that's so, like, it's easy to say, like, oh, yeah, that's evident to us now. Like, they had a hemoglobin disorder to them back then. It didn't exist then. Yeah, everybody back in the olden times, people were just afraid of what they didn't know, and that's exactly. why a lot of things like so like, like people who would see like, like people who would see visions or um uh be able to prophesy and stuff like that were considered witches and warlocks and were burned at the stake. They had no rescue. Any women who grew a beard because she had PCOS, because it wasn't discovered then, was considered a curse. And she'd be treated like that. Any person who had a vision of the future was considered a curse, you know, seeing witchcraft and what went like. And that's why I am so skeptical of the Bible, because, like, the Bible supports so many of these views that people had. And it just shows, it, it just goes to show that how much people have changed the Bible and, and ancient texts and, and Bible texts to sort their own prejudice. Like, you know, like, one of the main things that I think that the Bible has changed and that the Bible doesn't support is the support of women who are raped and that the fact that they should be married to the men who raped them. I don't think that's okay. But, you know, I argued down with mom with that and you know, the God had to support men's view. It makes sense to them, but I'm like, okay, so men's views back then was and you can't convince me otherwise. Was that yeah. if she was raped, she had yeah, to be a rapist. You just have to pay shackles. I don't care. But Sammy, I never said God had to support men's views. I never said anything not, like that. That doesn't make any sense. And, that, and not only that, that goes against the word of God when he says, my ways are not like your ways. Yeah, that so was one of the things that gave me like comfort. That. But you said he had to dumb down his views so that way they could make sense I to I never men. said anything like that, Masumi. Yeah, you did. I would never. God, no, I did not. God would never dumb down his views uh, to appease man. He would never do that. Well, he's done That's that in the Torah law and, word written and the in Old the Testament. God is not going to become 
what man wants him to become. God is God. God is the creator of heaven and earth and all things in, in and out of existence. He is not going to become less than who he is to appease any man. Okay, well, in the Torah and the New Testament, they basically, I never agree with that passage ever because it was never like, you know, revised in the New Testament or anything like that. And I was like, I'm, I'm never going to agree with that. I don't care what period I'm born in. It's not okay. And that's why I've always believed that man has changed God's transcripts to sort their own Judaic like Abraham changed it to sort their own views and to sort how they what they think is right and what they think is okay. Never going to support that ever. It's juice, guys. I don't care if it's Jewish. It's what they support, and I don't support what they support. In the long run, in the Torah, I'm never going to support 100% what they support in the Torah. I'm never going to support what they support in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I don't care. I'm never going to be okay with that. No matter lies, no matter how many like revisioned or whatever, I'm never going to think it's okay. Whether You're never going to think what is okay. Like that that specific law. Like that's what one law? that's one of the specific laws that are what, like what I, laws? What law? Specific law in the Torah where if a woman is raped by a man, not like she's being promiscuous and like baiting him into a relationship with her, but sexually assaulted by a man that she gets sold to the man for like how many, however, so that way she's not like, you know, you know, like, so that way her virtue isn't judged or whatever, but she gets sold to that man and the man has to buy her specifically. Otherwise he is shamed by the community and judged by the community. I'd rather him be shamed and judged by the community. So many times. Like I've also had like other laws. Like can I read to you the law in, in the Torah and in the Talmud that you're referring to? Because what the Not information... Not really, because I don't wrong. know if that... But the information the you're giving is, is wrong. I, I have the law right in front of me. No, the law... Um, that the question, the, about, the like, question is... Few times, is, it true, so is, it, is it true that the Torah requires a rape victim to marry their rapist and the only punishment to the rapist yes. is a 50 shackle fi- yes, uh, fine yes, it is. paid to the victim's father. Actually, the reverse, can I finish? Actually, the reverse is true. The victim is not required to marry the rapist. The rapist is required to marry his victim if she consents. Are After you reading that her, out of the talk? Yes. Or are you reading like after, online? Because I've I read online. Masumi, let me finish, please. Thank you. Actually, the reverse is true. 
the victim is not required to marry the rapist. The rapist is required to marry his, and the rapist is required to marry his victim only if she consents to marry him. That doesn't And after paying her a very heavy fine, the Talmud derives these laws from a close reading of a biblical passage. If a, ma- if a man finds a virgin girl who was not betrothed and seizes her and lies with her, and they are found, then the man who laid with her shall give 50 shekels of silver to the girl's father, and she shall become his wife. Because he violated her, he is not, he, he shall not be able to send her away all the days of his life. Noting that the Torah is usually economically with his words, the Talmud is, is surprised by the seemingly redundancy of the phrase, who lie with her. We already know what this man did. Why is it repeated? From this, the Talmud uh, deduces that the 50 shekel fine is merely a portion of his obligation. It is the portion he pays for the pleasure he took from his act, but this doesn't compensate her for her pain. In dignity and loss, the Talmud thus infers from this verse that in addition to the fine, the rapist is required to indemnify her for three forms of damage. The indignity she suffered, the pain she endured, and the loss she incurred, incurred in all, this amounts to a hefty fine. In addition, the rapist is required to marry his victim. What? I didn't put no boogers on your thing. God. In addition, the rapist is uh, required to marry his victim and is not permitted to divorce her without consent. The Talmud explains that this obligation rests on the rapist, not the victim. She is, she is under no obligation to marry him. Today, it is hardly conceivable that a woman would choose to marry a man who had forced himself on her. In the not-so-distant past, however, Women depended entirely on their husbands for protection and support. The rapist thus per, uh, perpetrated a double crime against his victim. He violated her dignity and compromised her future. For with the stigma of rape upon her, it would now be exceedingly difficult for her to marry. The Torah is concerned not only with the pain she suffered in the past, but with her vulnerability in the future. Should she find herself without prospects for marriage, and should she want this man as her husband, the Torah requires him to marry her. In any case, whether a woman opt for this marriage or refused it, she was compensated for the damages caused by the rape. Another thing to bear in mind is the deterrent aspect of this law. The fact that a man knew that if he forced himself on a woman, he would face not only a stiff punishment, but also the obligation to marry her and support her for the rest of her life, for the rest of his life, without the ability to ever divorce her might well have been a strong deterrent against such action. So that is basically what it says um, in, 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 uh, a little bit in the of, Talmud. In, a in little the bit Torah. of it I don't agree with, and here's why. Because there is... No price you a man can pay can pay to justify to justify rape. rape. I agree. I because agree. that is not just physical. 
that is mental as mm-hmm. well. Mental, and, emotional. And, and yeah. there is nothing that can uh, wipe away how a man touches you or does something to you against your will. When you close your eyes, you, you can still, still see, fi- it. see it. You mm-hmm. can still feel it. You can. You, it, it, there's nothing that can erase that. That's true. Not even marrying him. When you you want to marry him, you don't even know. No, she's not obligated. To no, marry but him. if but if she does, you don't even know him. Right. You don't know if he is if he's crazy. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, obviously he has. A, well, he a has mental, mental issues he's, because he's yeah. But you know, but then you have that kids. alone. Say you have kids with him. Something is wrong. But say you have kids with him, Laurie, and he does what he did to you to your daughter, Laurie. So Laurie. I would, hold on. I would say that instead of issuing that law, the law should be he go to jail. Don't rape people. That should be the law. But mom, what you read is 100% a revised version of many versions of what it says in the law. That is not what it says in the Bible. That is not what it says the law is. That one hundred. I've studied this for many years because it has disturbed me for many years. That is not what it says. That is not what it says is okay. The woman has no right to say whether she marries him or not. That is not what it says. That is not the law of the Bible. Sure, it's the law of what people follow it's now. Then that is the not Bible and the Torah are different. That is, I've read the, is the Torah. first five books of Moses. I've read the Old Testament. I've read the Old Testament. I've read the original Torah. I've read many versions of this because it has disturbed me and I wanted answers. That is not what it says at all. That I is not it doesn't say that word at all. She has no right to say whether she marries the man or not. She has no right to say whether the man has defiled her or not. I have to uh, me you're wrong. I'm sorry. I, I don't know where you're getting your information from. No, but you're wrong. no. I'm getting the, my information wrong. I'm getting my information from the original. From both the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Torah. I have studied this back and forth, forth and back. No, that is a revised version. 100% that is a revised well, version. What I would, what what I would say is because Canada... It's not a revised version. Yes, it is. 100% it is. Because they do not mention rape at all in any of the versions. And uh, in, in, in any of the versions. They don't mention rape at all the versions because it's not rape at all to any of them it is a defiant they do not mention rape at all in any of those versions both new and old so what you just read from nowadays point of views that was like an idealized version of what you read scripture and the original or not at all what actually happened it's not at all and i can say that confidently because i have like you know studied i'm assuming i'm i'm sorry what you're saying is wrong I'm no sorry. What you're saying wrong. Is not wrong no what i'm it saying is. is not wrong because I mean, if, I, you, if you look up deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 28 through 29 
It gives you an excellent example of the Bible text that is illuminated through the comparison to other texts, both within and outside the Bible. Lori, can you hear me from Lori? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Deuteronomy 22, if a man meets a virgin who is not betrothed and seizes her and lies with her and they are found and then the man who lay with her shall give her to the father of the young woman 50 shekels of silver and she shall be his wife because he has violated her. He may not divorce her all his days. Deuteronomy uh, another version, but that's, if that's what I said about ten man, ago. a young woman who is betrothed and the man seizes her and lies with her, then the only the man who lay with her shall die. But you shall not do nothing to the young woman. She has committed no offense and punishable by death. For this case, it is like that of a man attacking and murdering his. She went out. Hello. Hello. Well, until she comes back. Um, yeah, I, oh, both, both, even if it says that she is betrothed. did not, Masumi, we did not hear you because you went out. Oh, sorry, I was reading both versions um, of the Bible, um, both from the Torah and, you know, from the Bible. Um, basically, what it says is that he can pay his way out of it, which is not okay in my book according that's, i don't that's what i just that's what i just said i just said i don't believe well i agree with you it's it's okay for him to be able to pay yeah i agree with that too because, because the psychological yeah. and physical and mm-hmm. emotional damage that was done on him and it says both or if he lays with her it doesn't matter how it's written uh, it just is one of the examples of and it makes men. you think if canada took that law and because revised and revised it. it because in Canada they have a law now that if a person is drunk and he s- rapes a girl or if it's vice versa because men get hurt too, um, then they cannot be charged with it being raped. Which I agree with to a certain extent. It's just situational according to alcohol and such as that. Like Brock Turner, the way that he waited for her, like that girl that he wanted to sleep with to be drunk. And then he raped her in the alleyway and shoved like pines and needles and stuff into her. And then he got off because the people are like, oh, well, he's a good kid. I don't agree with that at all. And it makes me like very aggressive as someone who's like suffered in the past sexual assault and like stuff beyond sexual assault it just makes me very aggressive in that viewpoint and that's one of the things that I'll never agree with the bible about because i and that's one of the things that make me believe that the bible is situated towards the matriarch because like they have all these laws that are so convenient to like a man who owns land like that's not no no I will never agree with that. I will never agree that the Bible is paid towards men. How I look, how I look at it is like, like I said, with the law in Canada, they said if the person is drunk and they rapes the the person, then it's not and it's not considered rape because they're drunk. Yeah, yeah, but you have to look at it this way too. Consent is consent, so it doesn't matter if you're drunk or not. It doesn't matter if both of you are drunk. If he or she did not give you consent to touch them in a sexual manner or in any manner, then it has to be considered rape or assault. I think that's a good step towards it, but 
like we are moving towards that idealized version like back then if a woman was drunk and a man was with her then she's it's not going to be considered sexual assault but we are moving away from that which i agree with 100 but if a man is like drunk off his head and he's with a woman and he's with her i think it's both i i i, I can't agree the with the time, man I don't, the only women. time and i and i, I and, and a lot of people don't have to agree with me with this and and this is something that amber heard said that johnny depp did to her only time I don't agree it's not rape is if you're married. And the reason why I say that I is agree because with that. I, I don't agree with that. The reason why I say that is because once you get married, you give that consent for that I other person. I think marital rape exists. I think marital rape exists and it's I I don't I don't I don't think I don't think marital rape exists. No, even the Bible tells if you're divorced even the Bible says women No, even if you're not divorced and you're like at home with your partner and you're like I don't want to and your partner makes you that's rape. I don't care what it, I, I, I don't care how long you've been together. If you say you don't want to, or if you don't uh, like, it's one thing to say, it's one thing to be married and, and I'm married and to say I'm not in the mood and for that partner to respect it. But it's another thing to not give them anything. I just and not expect I don't, them to not. I don't think anyone's entitled to. I don't think anyone's entitled to sex, whether you're married to them or not. Um, do I think that like non-verbal cues? Yeah, like if you have that established in your relationship, one hundred percent. Then yeah, I will be lenient towards that. But. I also think there's a limit. I think marital rape exists. It always has existed. It's existed in the Bible, sadly. Um, It's existed in religion, sadly. And it exists now, sadly. I don't, I honestly, I don't, I don't, and my, like I said, like I said, everybody can say whatever they want. I don't believe marital rape exists. I, believe, I think it does exist. Once you sign that marriage license, and once you say "I do," you give that verbal consent for that partner mm. to have you in a sexual manner. Now, then, I never want to get married if somebody has access to my body sexually at all times. If you tell him I'm, you're not in the mood or you don't want to, he has to you love re- you enough to respect that. And not force himself on you. Exactly. See that once exactly. a husband loves you, part of that love goes to mutual respect. He exactly. has to respect exactly. your decision. I wouldn't want to marry no, a husband who once loved me. Him. I'd rather marry a husband who does love me. But if I have to establish that, like, you know, I may be a Zoomer. I'm not a millennial. I'm not a boomer. But if I have to establish that where my body is at access to somebody at all times where I don't explicitly say, I don't want to be in any relationship with any person ever. And I'm just going to be honest. That's, but that's how it goes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. When you meet somebody and you get with them and you, 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 you become their, 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 their wife, uh, you, I'm still a trust, person. <laughs> you, you are putting trust in them 
and allowing them to not to rape me to rape or to not rape me when I say like you know I'm not that's for you that's for mutual respect you know how many tell him no he has to respect you and love you enough to know that the answer is no you know how many times you know how many times spouse where even if I don't have to say no they're like hey can I physically asking you can physically ask someone if they sexual relationship you don't have to say it out loud you can physically ask someone and if their body and if you know them well enough says no then you can back off from that like I feel like like us as a human like species are able to read signals like that if I have to physically tell you no I don't want this by the time that you're like on top of me I don't want that type of relationship and that's me being a snowflake. That's me being a zoomer. But that's what I expect as you from the advancement that we've made from the ooga booga, you dragging me by my hair into a cave to just like you know, I'm not making saying that. I'm just saying when you get married, you give the person the access to touch you. It's as simple. I don't. And a lot of people because you're not I, you get married. You can't get married. OK. And your husband comes to you and say, is it OK if I slap your butt? Is it okay if I touch your shoulder? No, because those are things that you should establish during a relationship. Is it okay for me to hold your hand? Is it okay for me to kiss you? No. Once you get married, you're past all that is it okay nonsense and and, and bullshit. Yeah. Once you get married, you want your husband to touch you. Because if he's not, there's a problem. Well, if you don't, then, you know, there could be. But that's the beautiful thing about now relationships is that you can test the waters and you can develop this like nonverbal communication. That's the beautiful thing about relationships now is that you don't have to ask, can I touch you? Can I? Because you know what's okay and what's not okay. And if you're with someone who it's not okay with, then you can, if you're not okay with that as yourself, you can dip out of that relationship. That's the beautiful thing about it. But once I get married, I'm not going to expect my husband to have access to my body whenever he wants. It's when I want. And when he wants. It's when both of us want. And if we have that established nonverbal communication... There are going to be times in the marriage when... Your husband is going to be horny and he's going to want to touch you. And there are going to be times when you're just like, mm, not tonight. And he's probably going to be like, oh, come on, babe. Come on. Babe. Then I'm going to still say no, because you should respect that as a human being. That's just my right. Like, call me privileged. But that's just my right as a person. If I don't want sexual relations at the moment that sexual relations are happening, I don't expect them to happen. And if they do happen, then that's a big problem for me. Like, I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to compromise the other person. But if it comes to a point where I just don't want that to happen right now, it's not going to happen right now. And I'm I'm not going to allow it to happen right now. Because that is marital rape. Like I said, and I'll say it again. I don't. I don't believe in marital rape. Um, I do. 
it, it happens and it's a big problem. It's always happened. Like where like the husband feels privileged or even the wife feels privileged to the other's body because we're married. That's not okay. You're not privileged to anyone's body just because you're married. That's still that person's body. All right. That's your view on it. I said my view on it. Um, viewers, you guys can give us your views on the topics that we talked about tonight and let us know what you guys think. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, which is at random uh, with Lori G. You can also follow us on uh, Spotify. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, anyway, you can follow us on iTunes, uh, Apple Tunes, um, Google, um, and Spotify. You can also follow us on Facebook, which is uh, at random with Lori G. And then you can also uh, follow us on Instagram, which is um, Lu uh, Lori uh, Lulu 14. We post a podcast every Monday or Wednesday, so you'll be able to uh, catch up on episodes. Um, also, uh, don't forget to check out our sponsor, which is Glamorous Addictions, where everything is glamorous. Um, she has a lot of new footage of products and of items that she's selling, so go ahead on Facebook and check it out. We want to thank Sean for editing our podcast and for our uh, co-hosts for them showing up tonight. And if you have any questions or ideas for a show, you can also email us at, at randomrl at gmail.com. And like I said, if you guys have any comments about what we discussed tonight, we are more than happy to hear them. All right, everybody have a great night and thanks for listening. Bye.